My name is Nerdy, and I'm a female who was born in the Copper City in the New York State. I was 12 years old and in fifth grade. I started school at six years old. I was then held back in second grade, hence why I was behind in grades at my age. I walked the same route every day to school, which was only about three blocks away and wasn't in a secluded area or private in any way at all. It was typically safe, and I never felt afraid until this fateful day. I was going to school, and I had saw a car on my route in front of an older couple's house just around the corner from my house. It was a light tan small car. The guy was brunette with green eyes, and he had a creepy smile on his face full of unkept stubble. The guy was wearing a leather jacket, and the interior of his car was maroon. I paid attention, but just kept walking to school. Forgot about it before long, until the following morning. And this time when I saw him, he had called out to me to come to his window. This caused me to clutch my chest before I glared at him, then saying, Ew, hell no, and then went along to school. The same thing happened the next day, and I ignored him this time but stayed aware of my surroundings, as I noticed he was using a camera or something to snap pictures and videos of me. I then called him a pervert, and then ran to school. That day though, when I came back that same way to head home, he was in the same spot again, just watching me and catcalling me like a dirty old man, as he had to have been around my parents' age or even older. When I got home, I went right to my room, right to bed, and then buried my head into my pillows, crying out in mental agony and complete stress. That's when I then heard a truck pull in the driveway. I run to the door, and I greet my father with a tight hug. This had worried him, because we weren't particularly very physically affectionate with one another. My father pulled me to his office, and he sat me in his work chair, asking me what was going on with me. Since I had been off for days now, that was when I told my dad everything, every detail I possibly could. The best part? The following morning, my father left for work earlier than usual, and I thought nothing of it. But I went along my way, and I was going to school in fear of that same man kidnapping or hurting me in some way. But when I came by his car, which was on the side of the road I usually walked on, he would be facing my direction like he was going to open the door really fast. But I didn't see him. So I walked close to the car for the first time. He was slumped over in his car sitting in the driver's seat with his head in the passenger in a small pool of blood and he looked to have had a broken nose. I was shocked but I just walked to school like nothing had happened. When I got home later that night, I was blissful. The guy wasn't anywhere in sight on my way home. Then when my father got home, I had asked him how his day was when I noticed his hand had bruised cut knuckles. So I decided to ask him about what that was about. That was when my father told me that he went down my path to school to make sure the guy wouldn't bother me ever again. To his surprise, the guy was right around the corner, and this instantly angered him. So he quickly devised a plan and walked by the car, but as he got to the driver's window, he then said, Hey bro, do you got a lighter? I could use a quick light. Well, the pervert said yes, and he reached over to grab it out of the cubby under the radio, when he turned back to face my father to give him the lighter. 
My father then told him to stay the hell away from me and my route to school, and if he didn't, he would make him vanish with no remorse. My father is very psychotic and very angry. Plus, he's Italian and German, so he's very quick angered. That's when my dad then punched the guy one good punch right in the nose cheek area just under the eye, which quite frankly knocked the guy the fuck out. Then he walked to his truck and went off to work. I was truly grateful for that, and I hugged my dad tightly. He really was my hero that day. Have a great day or great night, everyone, and be safe out there. And a southern cannibal says, stay hungry. This story will probably be confusing to follow, so to make it a little easier, I'll give some background info. I'm a 15-year-old female and I have six siblings, three brothers and three sisters. All of them are older than me except for my little brother. Only two will actually be relevant in this story. So my little brother, my older sister and I have been homeschooled almost all of our lives due to my dad's work and how much he has to travel for it. I went back to public school after about four years of being homeschooled when I was in sixth grade. My younger brother was in fifth grade and my older sister was in eighth grade at this time. Not to brag or float my own boat, but I've always been on the prettier side. So I've had a lot of boys ask me out ever since I started public school. I always had fun with this, and like most people, really enjoyed being called pretty. A couple of months after I joined public school again, this one boy got my older sister's number. We had shared a phone at the time, so we had the same number, and I thought that she had started dating him, but I was soon proven wrong. This boy who I'll call DS for privacy reasons was very nice to me. He was a grade above me and a grade below my sister. DS would always try to talk to me in the hallways whenever I was walking to different classes or when we were at recess, and I would never really say anything bad because I don't feel comfortable around most boys due to past experiences with them, plus my lack of social skills at the time. Fast forward about a week or two, DS kept talking to me and kind of cut off my sister, and I then kept talking to him for the rest of the school year. Only a quarter, which is a couple of months. Well, he started acting super protective, and he would also text me at all hours of the day, and I got super annoyed with him. So once summer rolled around, I completely cut him off. He would spam text me or spam call me, and wouldn't stop for a while. So I ended up blocking his number. Keep in mind that my sister and I still shared a phone at this time. Anyways, school rolled back around. I was in the seventh grade now, and my sister no longer attended the same school as me since she was now a high schooler. DS was an eighth grader, and I still attended the same school as I did before, and when the first day of school came, he then ran up to me and he asked why I didn't talk to him all throughout the summer. I just walked past him, and his face got all red, and he started cussing me out and calling me a bitch, then saying that he hopes I rot in hell. Mind you, I was only like 12 years old at the time, and he was 14. He started to harass me in the hallways and would say that he was going to kill me, or he would push me against my locker. I've always been a smaller person. When I was in 7th grade, I was 5 foot and 85 pounds. I ignored his behavior 
began till he then started bullying my younger brother. Once he started bullying my brother for problems related to me, I was over it. So whenever I saw him picking on my brother, I would go up to him and push him out of the way, or I would start arguing with him, and he would always end up walking towards me threateningly, and when I would stand my ground, he would back off. Eventually, I talked to a teacher about it, and they had a talk with him, and he ended up leaving me alone for a while, and until the last quarter of my seventh grade year. My sister got her own phone now, and she got the one that we all used to share. My brother and I got a new one. Somehow DS got the new number and started sending me threatening texts, so I blocked him again. He kept making new numbers somehow and just kept texting me the most threatening things. For example, he said he was going to break into my house and cut my head off, then leave my bloody body on the lawn for my mom to see it. None of these threats even fazed me since I had already had similar experiences with boys when I was in kindergarten to second grade. Fast forward to the summer before my 8th grade year. I thought DS was going to leave me alone for good now. My mom was in a different city, and my siblings were asleep. I was taking a shower, and it was 7 in the morning. DS broke into my house, and he opened our front door. We used to leave our door unlocked most of the time because we live in a very small country town, where pretty much everyone knows everyone and there's literally never any break-ins. Once he opened the front door, our guard dog bit him, and when I got out of the shower, the front door was still wide open. I looked at our security footage, and I wasn't that shocked to say the least. A couple of weeks later, I had a friend request on Snapchat from a person I'm good friends with, so I accepted it. I really wish that I didn't. It was DS. DS had sent me rape threats and said he was going to kidnap me and have my kids even if I didn't like it. I immediately blocked him. I was 13 at this time. Not even a month later, I woke up to someone trying to open our front door. I went to see who it was, and of course, it was DS. I was still half asleep at this point, and I was startled. So I let our dog out of his cage, but DS had already left. DS continued making Snapchat accounts, and I just stopped accepting friend requests from everyone because I just didn't trust any of them. The last friend request I accepted was DS telling me that I better start listening to him, since he had knives and that he could make me do whatever he wanted. I told him to fuck off and leave me and my family alone. He continued this behavior throughout my 8th grade year, and my mom reported him several times. Now I still attend school with DS but he doesn't come near me. The cops told him if he ever tried to pull that crap again, he would be sent to a reform school. I haven't had trouble with him for a while, though whenever he passes me in the hallways, he always makes sure to come extra close, and he makes me really uncomfortable and sometimes scared. Anyways, to any woman or male with similar experiences, I'm so sorry. I know it's really scary, but it will get better if you talk to someone. I'm really happy I told my mom. I mean, who the hell knows what else he would have done if I hadn't. These stories are a few months apart, so I'll start off with the first incident that we had. A little backstory. When we found out we were pregnant with our son, we decided to move to an old farmhouse. 
At the time, our oldest was five going on six, and I was about seven months pregnant. We also have two very large dogs, a Shepherd Rottweiler Cross and a Dogo Argentino. At the time of this story, we had lived in the house for three months, and we had a few unsettling things said to us from neighbors about the man who lived here before us. We were told, yeah, Kevin was very odd, or Kevin was a creep. He was a total nutcase. He was completely insane. My fiance thought nothing about this, but the way they said these things left me feeling very uneasy. My fiance works early in the morning and would leave around 4.30 to 5 a.m. And I would stay asleep until our oldest woke up or my alarm went off at 7 to get him ready for school. On this particular morning, my fiance had left and both dogs were in bed upstairs with our oldest son. Our bedroom was off the living room that was connected to the dining room. Off the dining room was a door that led to our side porch. We had never used that door though. We always just went through the kitchen door that led to the garage. I clearly heard my fiance leave through the garage. His big work boots stomping around the house was enough to keep anyone awake. So after he left, I settled back into bed. About 10 minutes after hearing him pull out of the driveway, I heard the side porch door open and someone walking around in what sounded to be cowboy boots. I listened for about a minute as the steps walked around our dining room table to the bathroom and then the kitchen until I got a text from my fiance wishing me a good day. I then text back, are you not home still? Assuming that he forgot his phone or wallet or maybe he put on his cowboy boots instead of his work boots. Then he replied, no, I just got to the job site now. I immediately called him and then said softly into the phone, honey, there's something he then replied back with, Stay put. I'm on my way. At that point, I had heard footsteps coming to the living room across from our bedroom. I had yelled out a, Um, hello? And I heard swift footsteps back into the dining room, and then the door slammed shut. My fiance got home, and we could see clear footprints leading out to the road. About a few months later, my newborn and now six-year-old son and I were home alone while their dad was out having a guy's night. We were sitting in the living room watching a movie when I had heard the side door open again. This time our dogs ran for the door growling and barking within seconds and I heard a man start screaming, Ouch! Fuck! And then slammed the door. My dogo had a piece of ripped fabric in his mouth and a really guilty look on his face. I told him good boy and I opened the door to see if I could see who was there. As I did, they both sprinted outside to the tree line. I then saw a truck speed off with them following quickly behind. I immediately heard the neighbor run across the road then screaming, That was Kevin! Are you guys okay? I told him yes we are thanks to the dogs, but that I'm terrified now to be home alone with the boys unable to get a hold of my fiance. Ron came over and sat with me while I put the boys to bed, but then we sat around drinking some coffee until I worked up the nerve to ask what happened to make everyone around here hate Kevin so much. Ron had then told me they do a pig roast every summer, and they always invite all of the neighbors. That one year Kevin showed up, and he was being really creepy towards one of the younger girls who was there. 
and that when he had pulled him aside and called him out on it, Kevin grabbed a knife and tried to stab him, and it ended in a huge altercation between Kevin, Ron, and a few other men. He said that every time he would go to get his mail, Kevin would just sit across the road staring him down with what he said was the creepiest look he had ever seen. My fiance texted me letting me know he would be home in about five minutes, and when he got home, Ron had pulled him aside and spoke to him about Kevin, and also how Ron feels that he's very dangerous and mentally unstable. This really shocked my fiance, so the very next day he went out and bought new locks for the house, and then changed every last one, even the garage door. All was well until my son was about three months old. My fiance was away for work this week, and I had told Ron that it would just be me and the boys home all week, so to please keep an eye out for crazy Kevin for me. We chuckled a bit, and he told me that his guns were always loaded and sitting by the door for coyotes, or Kevin. So on this night, I had gotten home from taking the boys out for dinner, and I had just put my oldest son to bed and was rocking my youngest while on the phone with my dad. I then heard the garage door open, then realizing, shit, I must have not locked it. Now, from the garage, there were two sets of doors that you'd have to go through to get into the house. Now, the first one, if you open it and turn to your left, it leads you three steps to the kitchen door that is just glass paneling, or you go straight ahead and then the stairs lead you down to the basement. Well, I then heard someone running down into the basement. It was loud enough that my dad had heard it through the phone, so I quickly hung up and then called Ron, but got no answer. I then called the cops and they told me to barricade the glass door until they arrived. I did, and we could actually hear things moving around in the basement. Well, after a few minutes, I'd heard footsteps coming back up from the basement, and the kitchen door handle started wiggling. I realized all I had was dog mace, that all of our guns were in the safe in the garage where this creep was. Right at that moment, I had heard someone pulling into the gravel driveway, and within a second, the banging of someone sprinting up the basement stairs. I was then greeted by an officer knocking on the kitchen door announcing themselves. He said that he would check the basement. I waited a few minutes until he came back up telling me to come check out what he had found. When I got down there, I found out there was a hidden room underneath my staircase with a whole bunch of boxes of paperwork and pictures, but not normal family pictures. There were pictures of the neighbors through their windows of their houses. I thought for sure I was going to be sick. Thankfully, there were none of me or our children, but there were pictures of multiple other children from our street. I explained that we had only lived here under a year and that we had moved in and just threw our things in we needed to store down there and we never really checked it out thoroughly. Ron saw the lights and came over and was able to answer most of the officer's questions regarding Kevin. Kevin was arrested, but I never called to find out the outcome. But it's been about five months since the last incident, and nothing else has happened. And I'm really hoping nothing else ever happens again. So Kevin, if you or anyone you know is listening to this, please, I beg of you, don't ever set foot on our property again. It's not yours anymore. This happened about four years ago when I was 14 years old in February of 2018. 
For some context, my grandmother had passed away in 2016. My aunt and uncle also had a house on the same piece of land. They had decided to give my youngest cousin my grandmother's old house. My cousin also has a daughter. We'll call her A for obvious reasons. Anyways, on to the story. I woke up in the middle of the night to something hitting the window. I just shrugged it off, thinking it was just a tree branch and just tried to go back to sleep. About 30 seconds later, I heard it again, and I decided to look out the window when I saw a guy holding three rocks and a knife. I started to see a smile forming on his face, and it wasn't a happy smile. It was a scary smile. I saw him walk up to the basement door, open it, and walk right in. I guess my cousin had forgotten to lock it. I then unplugged my phone to call the police. I ran into the kitchen to grab the biggest knife I could, ran to A's room and got her out of bed, then ran to my cousin's room to wake him up. He actually took me very seriously, and then ran into the kitchen to go grab the second biggest knife. At this point, A was asking what was going on. Keep in mind, she was only five years old then, and I didn't say anything to her. My cousin then ushered us to the back corner of his closet. It's a really big closet. He then stood at the door waiting for the man to do whatever he was planning. I had got A hidden behind a rack of shirts, and I stood in the middle of the closet. We then heard the man coming up the stairs. I walked to where A was, and I put my hand over her mouth. We then heard him walk into my cousin's room. He tried to open the closet door, but my cousin was smart enough to lock it. The man then pounded on the closet door and then screaming like an insane person. My cousin then opened the door and then stabbed the man in the shoulder. I then picked up A and I then ran with all of my might to my aunt and uncle's house, which was about 500 feet away. I rang the doorbell like 20 times before my aunt finally answered. I then explained to them what happened. The police had finally arrived at this point. The man and my cousin were still having a knife battle, but the police had managed to arrest the man. Strangely, they had explained to us how the man had apparently escaped the area's mental facility. He was promptly put back in there, but I still don't know how the hell he got his hands on a knife. This event has made me super paranoid. I ended up having to go to therapy over it. I forgot to also mention that my cousin was 23 at the time. He definitely did his best to protect A and I, and I'm so grateful for that. And that man, mental illness or not, I hope you rot in hell for what you did. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always...